the Tantra, I, I went so much deeper into the Tantra because I think people have this idea that Tantra is the sexual thing and you can only do it with a partner. I get this all the time. I don't have a partner, so I can't practice Tantra. And what is, I think it's just sex and stuff. You were like, which... I don't have a partner and I <laughs> teach you how to do Tantra. <laughs> yeah. If, if I can teach you how to do it, then you can absolutely do it. But I had that crutch of always having that partner. So that crutch was like, oh, well, I'll learn with the partner and I'll do all this stuff with my partner. And then I ended up sort of neglecting where it comes from the inside. It always starts with the individual, always, every time. And if you don't learn how to do it on an individual level, you can become reliant on someone else to give you this magical, blissful feeling. This is Single and Probably Asexual with Kendra Kay. Hello, everybody. We are back with another fantabulous flipping interview with my good and dear friend, Miss Lona Garner. Lona is currently in Bremerton, Washington, and I am in Bellingham, Washington. So we're doing this via Zoom. But I am so excited to chat with Lona today. Um, We have been friends for a while and Lona is in this new stage of her life of working for herself as a Tantra teacher and she is doing amazing things. I have learned so much from her, even taking just two classes from her at Burning Man. And I'm just so excited for her to talk today with you guys. So hello, my friend. Hello, my darling Kendra. It is wonderful to be seeing your face again. Thank you. Okay, Lona, (laughs) so give them just a little bit of an overview who you are, anything that you want to mention, and we will get into it. Yeah, so the quickest way to get to who I am is I'm a polyamorous, bisexual, vegan witch who teaches Tantra. (laughs) Okay, moving on. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically (laughs) it, though that's that's the whole run people love titles and I'll throw out some titles if you want them obviously I'm my own unique person behind all of that but Mm -hmm. those are the big titles that that get people's attention you know for sure Lona is like killing it on her Instagram I don't know if you have TikTok but like she's doing these cute videos of like just witchy stuff and tantra stuff and just really like good little nuggets of knowledge and you're like so on top of your blog posts I'm like impressed you've done like a hundred blog <laughs> posts in one year when I yes I don't do nearly as many <laughs> for my photos I just I put it on the schedule it's on my schedule every week to write a blog and at first it was like oh I only have two blogs like am I a blogger you know But then I got 10 and then I got 20 and then I got 30 blogs. And I was like, it just flows out of me. Writing is one of my favorite mediums. Yes, I have found that too. And especially when it's like something that you're passionate about, it does just come out. It's like vomit and like, or for like, I I can like feel it through my hands and stuff. And our good friend Val, um, who is also a witch, we talk about when we are like in tune with it, Val and I have this thing where she feels her hands tingle and my hands cut, my fingers will shake. Like if we're pulling Oracle cards or something like that, but it's so mm-hmm. like magical to just like have your fingers just go and just write. Yes. yes. Oh. And the, 
way I first found out about energy work was through witchcraft. So during the pandemic, I got ceremoniously fired from my fancy corporate job Thank selling God. paint. Thank God. Best Thank thing God. that ever happened to me. Crushed me at the time, but ended up being amazing. Seriously, it's like the best thing that's ever happened to you. Look at where you are literally, now. Literally. <laughs> Wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, and then I got real deep, you know, we couldn't go anywhere and I was stuck at home and my friend Joshua gave me a bunch of books and I'm huge into books and stuff. And he gave me a bunch of books about witchcraft. And so I started reading this one and it's like a year long training to like learn the skills to become a witch. Um, and as I started with it, energy work is a big thing in witchcraft. So to feel the energy of yourself, to feel the energy of like a crystal, to feel the energy of a tree, to move energy around you and to feel the energy of other people. So that was like my first like dive into this. Yeah. And then which led there, to Tantra. Exactly. Exactly. I discovered sex magic, mm-hmm. which sex is, has always been a very big part of my life. And yes. so I was like, I'm into the sex magic stuff. In fact, 30 minutes ago, just before we got on this, uh, I did a two and a half hour tantric or sex magic ritual with like 40 people on the internet. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. I know. <laughs> had a busy morning. I know it's been a whole day so far. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. That is, oh so, my gosh, that is so cool. So I found sex magic. And then if you Google sex magic, Tantra is what comes up. So I kept coming across Tantra and Tantra and Tantra. So then I bought a book and then I bought another book and then I bought another book. And then I was practicing like every day. And I was just like, this is where I want my life to go. I would like to learn as much as I can and grow into this and then teach other people. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where the thought came from, but I went with it. (laughs) It was, it's amazing that you did because like, yeah, you were like late ceremoniously fired, whatever, like, uh, yeah, fired from your dumbass corporate job, but then you had (laughs) all of this time and you literally filled it with learning a new trade, so to speak, like learning something new that was also like lit yourself on fire, which is like amazing. And that's why you're like less than two years later, like a full blown Tantra teacher. Yeah. And it's, it goes back to just being persistent and being just driven and like anyone can go anywhere in life and they can start their own business. As long as you just like have the passion behind it. And like the time is very necessary too. And like, thank God you had that time to just delve into it and like learn everything. And this is a cool thing around the world. Like everyone was given the choice was You can either sit and ruminate and say, this sucks to be locked inside and I hate it and I'm going to watch Netflix until it all passes. Or you could say, here's the greatest opportunity of my entire life and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it and see what happens. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, I feel I feel that one. I feel like beginning <laughs> pandemic, I was like, this sucks. And then I was like, okay, let's build this fucking van and go travel. <laughs> yeah, you built a whole dream in the fucking pandemic too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it's like, what like when would when would we ever get that kind of time? Like obviously it was a very like tragic thing that has happened. We lost 500,000 yeah. lives, but like that space is kind of like precious when you do have it and like what you do with it 
could be monumental and life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. Tragedy happens all over the world every day. So if I let that hold me back, then we would never get anything Exactly. Exactly. So before we get more into like magic, all this stuff, Tantra, which I'm so excited to talk about. So you poly witch, you've recently been single for a while. And it's been the first time that you've honestly been single for probably over 13, 14, 15 years. How yeah, 14 has... years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a lot about a year ago. Yeah. Um, I broke up with the, the final boyfriend that I had at the time. Um, I had been, yes, I've been poly. polyamorous for like six or seven years right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dated monogamously one guy for eight years and then we turned our relationship into a polyamorous relationship and I started dating a woman and we dated for five years. And then after, uh, while I was dating her, I started dating this guy, Joe, mm-hmm. and, uh, then I broke up with her and then finally I broke up with him and it was the first time I was single in 14 years, which was, I was terrified. I was yeah. terrified and I had broken up with all three of those people. So I was like, this is my choice. Right. Right. You were, it was, it was very intentional, necessary, but like very scary too, because yeah, you have not been single for so long. And then on top of it, you were. And maybe this was like a good thing about learning Tantra and magic all about all around the same time. Cause you had something to kind of focus on. Absolutely. Oh my God. The Tantra. I, I went so much deeper into the Tantra because I think people have this idea that Tantra is the sexual thing and you can only do it with a partner. I get this all the time. I don't have a partner, so I can't practice Tantra. And what is, I think it's just sex and stuff. You were like, which, I don't have a partner and I teach you how to do Tantra. <laughs> yeah. If, if I can teach you how to do it, then you can absolutely do it. But I had that crutch of always having that partner. So that crutch was like, oh, well, I'll learn with the partner and I'll do all this stuff with my partner. And then I ended up sort of neglecting where it comes from the inside it always starts with the individual always every time and if you don't learn how to do it on an individual level you can become reliant on someone else to give you this magical blissful feeling that everybody has access to but they just don't think they do because of their circumstances like either being single or yeah or having a partner who maybe isn't interested in it like they can still do it themselves Okay. Mm -hmm. So define Tantra, just define it. What is it? And then I would love to hear you talk about, um, what it's been like for you learning it as being a single person and like doing a lot of practices with yourself, which again, you say, this is how it starts anyways, as the individual. So I'm really curious to hear this because like you said, everyone, I think a lot of people think it has to be, you have to be with a partner in order to do this. And it's so cool that it's just like, no, you don't take it from you single Lona, who's a Tantra teacher. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> so my definition of Tantra, and I say my definition because Tantra is a state of mind that you reach. And so once you're in that state of mind, everyone kind of has their own definition of what Tantra is. Mm. So you'll hear many different definitions. And this is what one of the things that makes Tantra so confusing for people is that someone's like, well, this person said Tantra is this, and this person said Tantra is this, but it's your own individual experience. Once you are able to make that connection to the divine present moment 
And then once you're in that divinity of the present moment, there's this like egg of bliss that opens up that was always there in the first place. But we learn to tune into that bliss. And then no matter what's happening around you, no matter the circumstances, you can remain blissful on the inside of yourself. Wow. (laughs) Crack open that little egg of bliss. (laughs) I don't think I've used the metaphor yet. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's amazing. Crack the egg. And it's just like, Um, just like energy work and magic. It's what you perceive it to be there. Yeah. Like there doesn't have to be an exact definition. It's like the definition that you find for it that aligns with like who you are and what it means to you. Just like you feel energy differently than Val feels energy. And that makes total sense because we all experience energy uniquely. Right. Yes. How do you experience your definition? With like, like when it comes to your body, do you feel it in your, I know we've talked about this, but do you feel it in your heart, your hands, your arms, your lungs, third eye? So I'll feel it wherever I'm putting my attention. So a lot of times I feel it in my hands if I'm like feeling for energy. And for me, it feels like tingles Mm -hmm. and it feels like a little bit of pressure. Um, uh, But when, so Tantra, Tantric, energy work is a little bit different. So you're bringing energy up from your root chakra and you're bringing it up over around your whole body. So like think of the energy starting in your root chakra, which I'd like to point this out. The root chakra is not at the base of the spine that everyone says that it's not correct. The root chakra is at your perineum, which is between your genitals and your anus got it it's that like little piece of skin right down there and that the root chakra lives half inside and half outside of your body whoa I, know, I didn't know, I know that I know because people are afraid to talk about that area so that's of one of the reasons course. I'm here yeah that they're like so terrified much, yeah well that makes so much sense especially that the root chakra is a little bit outside of your body too because a lot of times a lot of people have hard times feeling grounded and maybe because that chakra down there is it's a little bit more open and sensitive than some of the other ones and being grounded Mm -hmm. always is like very good you know being grounded when you're about to start working having a hard conversation with someone you know going and driving out in the snow if it freaks you out (laughs) yeah Wow. So I'm here to tell everyone that I have to, I like mentioned this a lot because everyone, like, especially in like yoga and other things, they say the bottom of the spine. And then I always like could never picture it. I'm like, where's the bottom of the spine? And it's, yeah. it's like somewhere inside me. Yeah. No, perineum is where it is. Um, so you can, this is like the base of your sexual energy. This is like where the energy originates from. And so in Tantra, we learn to pull that energy up the chakras, up to the crown, and then let it come back down. So we're pulling the energy all through all of our chakras. Um, And for me, that feeling is more like a tingly, like water feeling, Mm -hmm. like water is like rushing up and down my body. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) That makes so much sense. Okay. So the perineum. Mm-hmm. perineum I'm gonna have to remember that because yeah when you mentioned that like bottom of the spine I mean I think like you know buttocks region 
but I'm just like, yeah. but where beneath my ass is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, there's like a whole area. A little further, a questionable but that makes sense. Like when I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting on my perineum, you know, like I'm like, it's right. Mm-hmm. I can feel it right there. Like I'm sitting on my crotch and my butt, but like the perineum, I feel like is like the center of it. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Blowing minds over here. Blowing minds, <laughs> what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, and we're already got some <laughs> nuggets of wisdom. So when you were, well, first off, how was the transition from being in so many relationships and being poly for so long to being single? Was it hard at first or was there like this wave of like, this is something new? And like, as someone who is like, works with energy and magic, like obviously new things are, can be exciting because you know that you're moving through life and you're having a new opportunity that hasn't presented itself to you before. So how was that like transition for you? The transition was tough. Um, Also because I had had my heart broken and then I broke up with that person. So it was like dealing with the heartbreak at first um, and then dealing with the fear. But once I got through the heartbreak and the fear, which probably took me three to four weeks, um, then I know. So tough. Um, (laughs) I'm like ruminating on my last relationship, my only one for like years. (laughs) like about three or four weeks and then you know we gotta move on but we do we gotta move on like that shit's in the past focus on the new yeah okay sorry yeah and then after that it was like oh my god I haven't been single I've wondered what it's like to be single all this time and I was afraid to like actually do it but now here I'm sort of been like chauffeured into this situation and it was fucking liberating can we curse sorry I'm, oh absolutely yeah <laughs> I always mark my probably already yeah I always mark them as explicit we can, say penis, we can say vagina we can say fuck we can say shit we can say cunt I don't care <laughs> me like looping fucking. genitals into it like they're bad words <laughs> yes see here's another thing we got to get rid of up top here yeah, at the, the end of the episode, not, we'll, we'll play bad. the penis game where we just penis, penis, penis. penis. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> penis. <laughs> we'll just throw them in there as we go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, fucking liberating. It was like I had this whole new piece of myself to discover. And it was the first time in literally years because I, I had lived with two of my partners up until like the end there. Um, and then to sort of, I basically live on my own now, my, my one roommate, who's also my ex, ex, ex boyfriend. Um, but he's usually over at his girlfriend's house. So he only spends like one night a week here. So then I had six nights a week and six days because I'm also building a business to myself. I had never had that much time to myself. And the fact, because before, um, like when I knew you guys at first, you also had like another roommate there too. And every time I went over to your home, it was just people all the time, yeah. you know, cause you're like, you know, you're both, you're all dating like different people and it's beautiful, but it's like, you had a crowded house for a long time. I couldn't oh even imagine God, the so silence in that house, which is yeah. probably so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. So I had already, you know, been, I was 
I had just become a Tantra teacher. Like I had just graduated and then I had just come back to Bremerton to, cause I trained in Greece. So I was off in Europe training That's... to become <laughs> a Tantra teacher. <laughs> Got back, broke up with him and then started my business. Yeah. And it was, I had all the time in the world that I wanted to devote to my business. I didn't have any distractions. I didn't have anyone to check a schedule with God, the schedule thing. Uh, holler to all my polyamorous people because we are amazing at scheduling shit, but yeah. it was nice to throw the calendar in the trash and just be like, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? Yeah. Who am I? Right. Remind me, when did you go to Greece? Was this pre-pandemic or after pandemic, like in 2020? It was 2021. 2021. That's right. 2021. That's yeah. right. It was super, like, my not super recent, but within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And well, before you went to Greece, you were already kind of learning a little bit of Tantra, but like that, when you went to Greece to really learn and immerse yourself in that four week program, you got all those nuggets, yeah. and lifelong friends. Oh my God. Lifelong friends. These people yeah. are, and you go deep. I mean, we are doing, yeah. we did 10 hours of Tantra workshops a day for 30 days straight, 10 hours a day. Wow. And that didn't include the one hour meditations before we even started our day. Wow. It was 11 hours that we were doing Tantra stuff all day. And we met, oh my God, we just, the people and the places and the things that you saw, we were on an Island in Greece and yeah. oh, it was it was magical. Yeah. I, when I went to Tulum, when, yeah. So oh. when I went to Tulum this year and we did the same thing, it was like a workshop and it was like getting down to the roots of who you were very open, very personal. And it's just like, I consider those people, my family and we're all meeting up. A lot of us are meeting up in Dallas soon. as like a little mini reunion. And of course I'm going to take a lot of photos, some little boudoir photos of some babes, but it's just, it's so <laughs> I love, like, I want to have more experiences like that, even if it's like a yoga retreat or something else, but like to have that connection and yeah, to Mm -hmm. go deep, like every single day for hours and hours, it's really like liberating and beautiful and just so special. Yeah. And then to do it in another country on top of it, it's just like, and that was my first time in Europe too. Like, who am I? Like what? I'm like 33 years old. Yeah. (laughs) I traveled to Europe for the first time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when you came back from Europe, what was, what was it like? Did you start, you started diving in pretty heavily to your workshops, which you've been doing so many amazing workshops. Have you still been like learning more and more like post the Tantra workshop in Greece? Yes. Um, Every single workshop that I facilitate I am the biggest student of that fucking workshop because like in the beginning when I was developing workshops, it took me like 16 hours to develop one workshop. So like the first workshop I created was like 16, probably more than 16 hours where, you know, planning the workshop, practicing the workshop, doing the workshop myself so that I know what it feels like, you know, preparing for it and everything. Um, So every single workshop that I've done has been, I get to go so much deeper on the topic. So whether it's tantric energy work or tantric healing or divine feminine and divine masculine or whatever it is, I get to go that much deeper and it has been so beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I, I feel the same way, like being a boudoir photographer, I'm learning new things every day from every client. I'm learning more boundaries that people may need. Um, my language that I use when I'm photographing people, making sure they're feeling supported and uplifted and just, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool to like have that perspective too. And I think that's like, we all are students of life and we should all just, you know, be that way and like, yeah, live that way. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. Hold on. We need to pause. <laughs> um, yeah, someone I've, doesn't pay for zoom. <laughs> no, I do. I do. But I used my old email instead of my business email oh. where I paid for it. Cause I've just been so used to just typing in my old email, like, blah, 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 but I have it. So I'm going to stop this and I'm going to save this recording and we're literally going to jump back into it, but I'm going to send you a new link because I need to okay. log in on my um, business email. Okay, fine. You, know, you learned. We're talking about being students of life. Here's, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> One, two, three. There One, it is. One, two, three. Make sure you use the proper email, Kendra. There we go. There we go. I can hear you. Still, I can't see you, but I can hear you. Oh, let me see. Oh, my, my video's off. Ha ha. Ha ha. Perfect. And we're back. Of course, that took just a minute because, you know, you forget your password and then you got to redo the password and then they got to send you a code and then wow, the joys okay. of yeah, having ADHD. I'm going to chalk that up. Well, I was, um, I was scrolling Instagram, okay. <laughs> checking how my latest reel did, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Thank you for bearing with me. Love this. Back into it. Here we Start. are. Tantra and single. What was it like to yes. learn as a single person? And how has it been to teach other people who are also either single or in a partnership, but just coming at it from the like the actual perspective and vantage point of being single? Like, you know, what people think Tantra, you need to be with a partner. It's like I'm learning it as a totally single person and I'm also teaching it as a totally single person. So what does that look like? Tell me everything. It was so cool it was so cool because i got to stop sort of relying on like okay so when's my partner gonna be here next i want to try this thing right to okay it's fucking two o'clock on a tuesday afternoon i'm gonna try this right now because this is what i want to do and this is where i'm at and i can do whatever i want um so it it was mind blowing, honestly, to learn how to do all of the Tantra stuff solo, because at, like in Greece, we learned how to do it solo as well, really? but I don't think, I don't think that it gets as deep when you know that you have a partner, you know, I think that something about just like totally cutting off the partner really helped me immerse in it, immerse yeah. in it is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And one of the cool things that happened was uh, a conversation that I had with you right after I had broken up with Joe uh -huh. and I, you said something like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to understand more of your Tantra teachings now that you're single. And I had never thought of it from that viewpoint before. Yeah. So it really helped me understand how to phrase things and how to say things in a way that anyone is accessible to. And right. so now you'll see on my Instagram, I always give, you know, if I'm giving 
it's like a sort of sex magic type thing i'll also give the solo version of it instead of being like okay when you get a partner then you try this but just starting with hey start by yourself yeah because i think i came from it as a point of not knowing anything about it and i was like oh luna's doing tantra like that's so cool and like we we are totally different people we're not that different like we've got a lot (laughs) of the same interests but like Lona likes sex. Lona has sex. Kendra doesn't have sex. We, you know, it's like we're opposite in that way. And so I was like, oh, this is so awesome. But I think like my ignorance at first was like, oh, I, I can't partake in this because it's Tantra. And of course my mindset back then, and before you really taught me more about it and like following you on Instagram and hearing more about it, I was just like, the mindset is I need to have a partner. And then, yeah. And I do remember, like, I remember telling you like, this is going to be like so cool for you to teach and learn from this perspective, because I think the notion is that most people think it has to be with someone else and it doesn't because Tantra is within you. It's not just sexual. It's not for, I mean, it is for pleasure, you know, within inside of you and expanding those energies, but it's, it's like a state of being is what I get from you now. Yes. Yes. You get it. Kendra understands Tantra guys. (laughs) She is so good. (laughs) She's been reading all about my stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so this is what I'm, I'm sort of up against in the world is that I want to go out there and I want to show people you can do Tantra. If you're single, you can do Tantra. If you're asexual, you can do Tantra. If you're polyamorous, you can do Tantra. If you're a Christian, this is another thing. My mom, maybe she'll listen to this. I don't know. (laughs) My mom, I have sort of opened her up to the idea that you can have any belief system and still practice Tantra. You don't, Tantra doesn't require you to say no to everything. Yeah. Yeah, And there's no religion in it. Yeah. You can choose to believe in whatever you want um, and practice Tantra. So there's so many people out there I want to talk to and, and get them to understand this. Yes. Oh, that's so, yeah. And so that's, yeah, it's just fucking amazing. When you are like doing your workshops and your one-on-one courses, there's, so do you mostly teach people, especially if these people are coming and they are single, do you kind of like say, okay, well, this person's, you know, solo. So I'm going to give them all the advice on how to do Tantra in this way. Or do you kind of give them you know, both examples, like if, and when you do have a partner one day, you know, you can do this, but you kind of give them the blueprint on how to do this themselves. And they take that Tantra magic and work it with, within their life. This is a great question because I just was teaching a private workshop with a couple Uh and we were doing the Tantric energy work and they were asking a lot of questions on like, okay. And then when we get together, or do here and they kept sort of like changing the focus to when we get partnered and I was like no 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 you're gonna both learn it separately and find that within yourself because then when you take it to with a partner it becomes so much more complicated so especially like with the tantric energy work I'll teach that separately everyone learns on their own and then at the end we can talk about how you take that to a partner as well whereas like the tantric healing workshop if you come as a partnership, I'll teach it to you as a partnership, but I'll also teach throughout the ways that you can do it by yourself. Yeah. That's amazing. I just did, I recorded my, uh, my, one of my um, solo episodes that I'm actually posting tomorrow 
Um, and Ooh. it's, there's us as like millennials in this generation, there has been a decrease in people who are either asexually active or who are partnered. So like, it's really cool to be teaching this and doing this and coming at it from like the solo lens and from a couple's lens too, but like also telling people and teaching people that they can do this on their own, especially where, when we're in this time where a lot of people are, you know, they're doing, they're going at life a little bit differently. You know, they're taking more time for themselves or they're separating from their partner to really like heal or learn more about themselves. And I just think that's so beautiful and cool. That not only can they do it by themselves, but they should do it by themselves. Right. They should learn on their own right? because then they'll be that much more empowered in their own energy and their own belief. Right. Yeah. So Tantra, it's this, it's this state of feeling just total and utter bliss within yourself and within your center. And these things that you do in your workshops, like ecstatic dance and conscious touch, these are outlets to help you get into that state of Tantra. So tell people more about what things that they can do that is Tantra, like it's Tantra and how that can like better, they can better, you know, you know, um, build this relationship within themselves and this like expansive healing burst of energy and love and light. So tell people like some of these things that you can do and like some of like, it's a lot of the stuff that you teach in your workshops. Yeah. So in all of my workshops, we're either learning how to take something away that's not serving the present moment, or we're adding something that will serve the present moment. Mm -hmm. So things that we take away are like blockages and like the mind is always trying to interfere with the present moment. So we're doing things to slow the mind down and it's not meditation. I, we, we rarely practice actual silent meditation in the workshops. They're all active ways to get your body moving, to get your body flowing, mm -hmm. because I believe that when we can learn to be in a meditative, blissful state while we're moving around, then we can do that during anything. We can go to work and we can be in that state. We can go to the grocery store and be in that state. Right. So one really, uh, one of the main practices that I do, to be totally honest with you, something that I do every single day practically is combining breath, movement, and sound. Mm. And when you combine breath work, movement, and sound, you're shaking up the body and you're shaking up the mind. So you're, you're quieting what's happening in the mind by tuning actively into the body. Yeah. Something that's hard for a lot of people to do. Yes. That's yeah. very hard. And then the advice that we give to those people are like, oh, have you tried meditation? And it's like, bro, they can't fucking sit in the middle of a roller coaster and not have their mind going crazy. They can definitely not do it sitting silently. Right. Yeah. So like Tantra is then like, it's teaching you to like move through these restrictions that we have and feel in our body. And like, maybe some that have been like inherently, inherently taught, like, you know, women, you got, you know, be curl in like you know don't yeah be small don't take up space all of this stuff and then tantra is like take up the space and move take and breathe up. yes and i like how you said it doesn't revolve a lot around meditation it's yeah it's like kind of opposite it's like but it is kind of like a form of meditation in a way but it's like yeah. the opposite yeah. of it <laughs> i mean everything doing the dishes and listening to music that's my meditation like yeah a lot mm -hmm. of things could be meditative but that's cool because it's like it's kind of like the opposite. Like you want to move, you want to express yourself. You don't want to be there in silence. You just want to be. 
I think it says something about society that when people ask me about the workshops, the first thing I get is like, are we going to have sex in the workshop? And I'm like, no. And then the second question I get is, well, are we just going to meditate the whole time? So there, it's like the two opposites. And there's all this beautiful space in the middle that we get to take up that yeah. just no one learns about. No one understands. Right. And so some of the ways you do that is like ecstatic dance, like in your workshops, like getting people moving. And that's the sound aspect of it too. And then mm-hmm. like your conscious yeah. touch and your heart opening, Tell I know, me, the heart opening one. Let's, so let's talk about that because that was my first <laughs> workshop I ever did with Lona. And I, it was, that was powerful for me. Like, cause there we were <laughs> up close and personal to people. Yeah. You know, like that one where it was like, you need to look into the, um, the intentional hug. Oh yeah. That, A four part hug. I was it takes freaking like 10 minutes. the fuck <laughs> out. I was like, I have not been this close to a man's face in a long <laughs> time. And I'm supposed to just stare back at him. We're close, like super close. I was like, it was, but it was beautiful too, because it was just like, you just need to fall into it. So let's talk about, yeah, the open the heart workshop. Cause that was my first workshop and I did it with Lona oh, at yeah. Burning Man. And this was Lona's biggest class that she had ever taught ever. And it was, there was like 75 people there. It was crazy. It was, I had to close the door. There were so many people coming in. Both of the workshops that I attended that you did. Well, you did more, but both of the ones you had, it's like, sorry, we're, we're at capacity. We're full here. Yeah. Tent is full. (laughs) This dome is done. (laughs) Be in the dust. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought that was beautiful. So what I wanted to take to Burning Man was an accessible workshop of Tantra because people get real wild at Burning Man, which I love too. So they bring their craziest workshop and their sexiest, most nude workshop, which those are totally fun too. But I wanted an accessible Tantra workshop where people could show up and actually experience what it felt like to get even a little bit into that headspace of Tantra. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And like some of the, th- I don't want you to like go through like, your whole entire workshop. Cause you know, people can just book a one-on-one session with Lona, but some of yes. the, some of the things it was just, they, I found them to be so simple Yeah, and, but it, they're things that I had never done in my entire life. And it was simplicity mm-hmm. and it was just intentionality too. And it was just so mm-hmm. beautiful. Like I had never stared deeply into so many people's eyes and like had the connection of touch with our hands or our bodies. It was just so liberating. It was so cool. And then we were just doing, we were doing the simplest of things, but I was like, this is it though. Like, cause the heart and you feel your heart expanding. The key is we slow down. Think of the last hug you gave to someone. You probably reached in, patted their back and you're out. There's no time for the energy to open between you. Energy is subtle and energy takes time. So that's why people are like, tantric sex sounds boring because it's a slowed down version of sex. But I don't find it very boring. I find it quite enjoyable. And do a but lot of people because... get a lot of enjoyment from fast done and over sex? I can I can attest that a lot of maybe women don't. Yes. Well, that's the problem is that in today's Western society, mm-hmm. we've conditioned women into thinking that that's what men want. Yep. And 
I, I was absolutely guilty of this. I was probably the most guilty of this, um, that you, so we go deeper and we go harder because when you're disconnected from the energy and the subtlety of the energy, you need more in the body and you need more in the, in the, in the senses. So you keep going harder and you keep going faster. Um, but when you learn how to open those energy centers, like in the open your heart workshop, we learned how to open that heart. It's, it's so much more enjoyable and it's such a longer lasting pleasure, even just non-sexually opening the heart. Did you feel pleasure after the workshop? (laughs) I felt, yeah, bliss and pleasure for me. It wasn't a whole lot of like sexual pleasure because you know, a little asexual. Well, yeah, but besides that, that, yeah, but it's, but that's, but sex is more than sex. Like, yeah, it's more than just going in. It's there's a sensual side to it that I feel like a lot of people are missing men, women, non-binary, whoever you are, especially women, because yeah, we're, Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be, okay, well, this is what, you know, Mm -hmm. the traditional man wants. If you're with a man and it's supposed to be fast, they're supposed to get off. You're probably not going to, you're not going to, (laughs) but it's like those moments when you're like touching someone, like I've never experienced this before in sex because my, was my last relationship. It was like done and get it done. But it's like those moments of like touch and slowing down, like it's like vibrates through your whole body. And like, that's a, that's a huge component to being like intimately sexual with someone that you love or anybody. Like when I, when I say that, um, a couple of weekends ago, I had four hours of tantric sex. People are like, what? That's crazy. Are you in pain? That does not mean that we had penetrative sex for four hours. We had energetic connection and we had light massage and we had conversation and we had deep eye contact. And then that leads to penetration. Maybe it doesn't have to though. And this is something I want to say about asexual too, is that pleasure is well beyond genitals. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can run your fingers across your arms so slowly that you can feel all sorts of pleasure and it has nothing to do with your genitals and it will not lead to sex. It it doesn't have to lead to sex. So I think that asexual people, I think that it's a symptom of Western society that they're like, well, I'm not turned on down here. So maybe I won't go into the whole pleasure thing. I won't even seek it out, but there is an access point through Tantra and through slow energetic touch with just yourself where you can access pleasure and never have to worry about it turning into something genital and sexual. Right. I mean, this is something I have not experienced yet, but I've heard many stories like you can fully orgasm with no masturbation and no penetration. You can, you can experience that feeling to the utmost. I mean, you've got to be real connected. I don't know. Have you actually ever (laughs) experienced that? So I've had, I've had some energetic orgasm experiences. That's incredible. Yes. Um, and it is accessible to anyone. It just takes time and practice. So um, being deeper within yourself and yeah. And moving energy. It's about that moving of the energy and you're basically bringing the, um, 
the energy in your root up to your crown and sending it back down. It's called the microcosmic orbit. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of including that breath movement and sound. So you get out of the mind and you get into the body. And it's not about like leaving your body and like floating out in the universe. It's about being so present in your body that just moving energy through it becomes an orgasmic experience. Yeah. And is that, that's kind of like Tantra too. That's absolutely Tantra. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we can expand. I think this is really helpful for asexual people specifically to know too. We can expand the definition of what orgasm is. Right. Orgasm is not just the muscle contraction of your genitals. Right. Orgasm is an energetic state of being that you can enter into that can be from literally someone tickling your feet. It can be from you moving energy around. It can be from getting your breasts played with. Some people are capable. I think any, any person with breasts is capable of a breast orgasm if they understand how to make it happen. Right. And we're not given those resources or knowledge because we are, we're, yeah, we have the Western mindset of what sex is a colonial mindset of what sex is and how relationships should be and all this stuff. And again, in my episode that I'm posting tomorrow, I read that we're actually the most sexually liberated generation right now. And it's because of stuff like this though. (laughs) It's not, we're not having more sex with people. We're doing these other things that Mm -hmm. are sex and sensual and that can give us pleasure without having to be Mm-hmm. railed by <laughs> but I thought that was interesting because it's like there's a number going down of people who are less sexually active but we are also uh, the most sexually liberated generation right now and I just thought that was so interesting and unique but it makes it makes sense because we're exploring our minds we're getting out of the western mindset and you know diving into these more Eastern methods and old methods that we were never taught. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I, I learn stuff all the time about Tantra because I'm always reading books. In fact, I'm starting a new program in January to become a Tantric sex, love and relationship coach. So, and there's like a bunch of required reading and I'm reading this book by Emily Nagoski called come as you are. And it's all about the science of sex. Have you read it? No, but I just went and had beers with one of my friends yesterday up here in Bellingham and she recommended that book to me. It's about the female oh my God. like liberation. And, yeah. So I literally have it written down in my notes right now. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. What are you more? Highly recommend this book. Yeah. She it has like a PhD in all sorts of stuff. And she's really just getting into the mechanism of how sex and the brain are connected. And one really interesting thing that I wanted to bring up in this podcast is that, um, A, everything is normal. No matter what your genitals look like, no matter if you have a penis this size or if you have a pussy this size or what's happening down there, or if you're intersex, Mm -hmm. it's all the same parts that are just organized differently. And as long as you don't have pain, you're not having pain anywhere down there, whatever it is, whatever it looks like is totally normal. And, and I, 
I just think about the, especially intersex people who feel like, which one do I belong into? And you don't belong into either one. You are your own unique person. and normal person. Absolutely. It's completely normal. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. one, yeah, 100 freaking percent. Um, do you have any like favorite rituals or practices for people who are single and like, and then vice versa for those who are in couples, I want to hear both. Like, do you have any, like, or if people are like trying to get into it, like here's something easy that you can do, start this on your own, start this with your partner, see how you feel. One of the biggest things is getting to feel the energy. So in like tantric energy work, most people are like, well, I don't know what energy feels like. So I don't understand how to get into that. So you can tune into one body's part. So maybe try to do something where you're maybe shake for a little, little bit. So you're starting to get like out of the mind and like awaken the body and then focus on one thing in your body, like your pinky finger on your right hand and just calm your mind. And anytime your mind wanders, it will naturally wander. That's totally normal. Anytime it wanders, just take notice and immediately turn your, return your attention to that right pinky finger. Spend a couple minutes focusing on this right pinky finger. And then eventually you'll start to notice sensations and you'll try to talk yourself out of it at first. If you've never experienced this before, you'll be like, well, my, my hands kind of falling asleep because I've held it in this one position. No, no, that's how you experience energy because where attention goes, energy flows. So wherever you place your attention, whether it's on your pinky, whether it's on your toe, whether it's on your pussy, whether it's on the television, Mm -hmm. that is where your energy will flow. So just getting in touch with how you uniquely experience energy is one of the greatest first steps. Yeah. Amazing. And you would recommend that for couples as well, just maybe doing it together, like Let's both pat each other's arms and yeah, just kind of get the energy moving, everything, the blockages free, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then one of my favorite for couples specifically is the eye gazing. Mm -hmm. I cannot overstate how much, how important the eye gazing is. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. They're the doorway to the soul. So when we stare into each other's eyes, I've done this for 30 minutes with a partner where we're just literally staring at each other's eyes for 30 minutes. And it is a psychedelic experience. I'm telling you her face melted. Her face turned into a vampire. There was like blobs coming out of her face. It was like I was on acid. I know. It's like, and you were totally sober. Maybe a little and bit. We of were weed, totally you sober. Were totally I don't sober. even think we were on weed. I don't even think we were on weed. Wow. I think. Yeah. And that's just amazing. That's so cool because it also, it's like when you focus on one thing, you kind of can see different things, but then the added connection of another person's gaze and like another person's soul and the other person's being staring back at you. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah. And like when I, when we did our, the workshop at the burn, that was just like, I had never stared that much into some people's eyes and it was just, but it was so. And strangers. And strangers. strangers. 
strangers. Complete yeah. strangers. And like Val and Liz and I, when we were there, we tried to like stay away from each other and like really experience it <laughs> with other people, which was great. But it's it was so freaking it was it's a wild experience. Mm-hmm. I know. Another incredible, super easy technique for couples is when you're doing anything, really anything, or while you're having sex, try breathing in sync, deep, long breaths, like inhaling all the way in together and then exhaling all the way together and keep this going for like five, maybe 10 minutes. And you will notice a difference in your ability to feel pleasure from each other. Yeah. You'll be connected on a deeper level just by breathing in sync. Oh. Tantra is not complicated. It's no. not complicated. Yeah. It's literally just, it's just connecting with your, like the physical body, mostly like mainly. And then when you connect with that physical body, you expand spiritually and energetically. And it's like, there's energy moving outside of you now. And cause your body is open and free and you've allowed yeah. it to express all of those emotions and feelings that it wants to express naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I got another great book for you. Yes. Uh, breath, breath by James Nestor. Okay. I'm going to put that one. Breath. It's all about different breathing techniques and ways to breathe that awaken and enliven your body instead of literally cause disease. Right. If you are like, breathing through your mouth a lot that can literally cause diseases in your body because there's no filtration system through your mouth. It just goes directly into your lungs. Your nose is specifically designed to take in breath and filter it through your nasal canal. And so it gives you a much more pure and much more energizing breath just by breathing through your nose. Wow. I had, that is something I had no idea. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Fascinating. In fact, after I read that book, one of the practices he has in there is to take like a little piece of medical tape, tape. and put it right across your lips and sleep like that. Yes. And I was sleeping like I'd wake up in the morning and hadn't moved an inch. I was like dead asleep all night, just sleeping with the tape on. Yeah. It's like there's more of a release when you're breathing in through your nose too. Like you can't, Mm -hmm. that's why they say in through the nose, out through the Mm -hmm. mouth. Like there's more, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a cool little fact. (laughs) I love that. There's lots of books, lots of books out there with lots of amazing people have done incredible research. (sighs) And this is why we're probably the most sexually liberated generation Mm -hmm. because we've got all of these books from all these experts to read and anyone has access to this right yeah and we're turning away more from what our parents did and what our grandparents did and like educating ourselves I've learned so much within the last five years of my life that I've never been taught never been learned I wanted to learn it by myself and on my own and it's just there's so much more out there than what we were given and told to do and what society and the economy and the patriarchy tell us to do Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm wondering if we can do a little exercise. Yeah. I have, well, if you have one in mind, I want to do what, what you think was best, but the one that we started off with in the open your heart workshop 
the breathing and the envisioning of the cloud, the dark cloud in your oh, heart. Oh, that one, yeah. When you did that, the whole entire tent was crying. And that was like your first. Oh my God. Your first, like, it was like the first thing that we did, um, or maybe one of the first things we did, but I like, I can hear people sniffling and I, but it's like, it was, it's so transformational because you really, you can feel that release from your heart, yeah, openness from your heart that we, the heart is kind of naturally closed off sometimes and it's guarded. Yeah. So that's my Let's suggestion, but if you, Let's okay, I was going to say, if you have another one. <laughs> I was like, I would love to have Lona lead us through a little That's meditation, a not like meditation, breath work, not meditation. But if you want to yeah, join, feel of. free to pause if you're driving and re come back to this. Or if you are at home watching television or reading a book, I highly recommend you pause and do this because it is very transformational. Mm. So find a comfortable space. Um, Ideally, I would sit up for this one so you have more energy, but if you feel like laying down, go ahead. Um, and what we're going to do is you're going to picture a cloud, a nice dark cloud in front of you. And some of us are visualizers, so you can see the cloud. Some of us are feelers, so you can more feel the cloud, but might not be able to see it. Whichever one you are is perfect for you, but visualize or feel this dark cloud in front of you. And this cloud is everything that is not serving who you are. It is not serving the present moment right now. And in your heart, right in your heart, right at the center of your chest, your heart space, there's a bright white light that is shining like a thousand suns from inside of you. And on an inhale, you're gonna inhale this dark cloud, inhale it in your mouth and down your throat. And as soon as it touches the light in your heart, it immediately turns to light. And as you exhale, I want you to exhale this light back out and the light is everything that does serve you right now. So inhale, nice and deep, this dark cloud. Visualize it coming in and entering your chest. And as soon as it touches that light, it turns to light and exhale the light back out, which is everything that serves you. Inhale, nice and big, all of that dark cloud. And exhale the light. That is everything that is serving you. Inhale the cloud. Exhale the light. Inhale the cloud. And exhale the light. Ah. Inhale. Exhale. Ah. Relax your shoulders. Inhale. And exhale. Ah. 
Inhale any last bits of cloud that are out there. Inhale all of it, all of it, all of it. And see that beautiful light on the exhale coming out, serving you and your highest self. And now relax that visualization and just stay here for a moment in silence, noticing what's happened or what's changed. And then you can gently open your eyes again. <laughs> we probably did that for like five or seven minutes in the workshop. Right. Right. No, it's still, it's still just as impactful though. Like Aww. the enter, like the, the visualization of entering, like breathing in the bad but exhaling the good, like that was something that I've never done in meditation or yoga or anything like that. And it was, uh, it's, yeah, it's just the heart feels a little bit more expanded. The, the crown chakra is open right now. (laughs) Sensation, big smile on my face. (laughs) Yes. And that's something I learned too, is that the body is capable of so many things. And so we try to like repel all these bad things and like, don't let them in, let them in and transform them. Transform. Right. Because we're afraid to like suck in the bad negative cloud, but the, the immediate reaction afterwards of exhaling the sun and the light that's yeah. Transform. Yeah. It's called alchemy energetic alchemy when we transform energy like that yeah i'm so excited to come to one of your workshops next whether they're in bremerton or i know it's a little difficult for me now that i'm up here and i got the dog but i'm just so excited for the next time i get to learn from you in person because well it might be january Oh, yes. The Dark Goddess Rising. That's right. And that's in Seattle. That's in Seattle. Yes. So yeah. Tell people, tell people where they can find you, you know, your website, Instagram, some of the things that you have coming up in case people are like already on their phones. Like, where can I learn from this bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My company is called Make Space for Infinity. Mm-hmm. And my website is makespaceforinfinity.com. My Instagram is makespaceforinfinity. Um, and I actually just started a Facebook too, Makespace for Infinity LLC. Okay. Um, all of my events are on my website and you can also see all of the one-on-one or I do, I offer them between one-on-one to one-on-four. So it's the same price, whether you have one person, two people, three people, four people for the private workshop experiences. And you can read all about, I think I have 10 right now, 10 offerings for private workshops, um, which I can do in Bremerton live, or we can do via video chat online, because again, you can do all of it by yourself. 
So we can do it over the internet because I did a tantric healing workshop over the internet with one person. So if I can do that workshop with one person over the internet, I can do any workshop over the internet. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, and then my, I've got the, the most excited I am for a workshop is coming up January 22nd in Seattle. Yeah. It's actually my first Seattle workshop too. And you're co-hosting um, it with someone else as well, which yes. is super cool. Yes. He is wonderful. He's a doctor. He used to be an ER doctor, but he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. And he now runs a ketamine clinic in um, in Fremont actually. And so at the clinic, he has space to do workshops. And so we're doing it there. It is the single most transformative workshop I have ever taken. I took it for the first time at Burning Man. I couldn't stop talking about it at Burning Man. I kept being like, guys. (laughs) And then days later, you ended up teaching it. Yes. Yes. I, they were looking for people to teach them and who is not the most perfect candidate than me. And I was like, I'm a hundred percent into this. So I taught one at Burning Man as well. Basically you need two um, co-hosts. You need two people, one to lead the feminine group and one to lead the masculine group. Yes. And what happens is we separate into masculine and feminine, which is cisgender women go in the feminine group, cisgender men go in the masculine group, trans and non-binary. I leave it open to them to choose whichever group feels um, more aligned with them. And I encourage them to choose the group that they maybe got the most trauma in because we're trying to process deep trauma in this workshop. So I leave it up to them. And then, so the feminine group, we sort of get together as a sisterhood and connect as a sisterhood. And then we really get into our deep, dark feminine embodiment, which is the emotions, which is the chaos, which is the destruction. A little bit of rage. A little bit of rage, maybe a small bit of rage. A lot of rage. A lot of rage, a lot of rage. Yeah. Um, And then the masculine group actually learns how to hold space silently to let the feminine express herself. So, which is, that was the most powerful thing about the workshop is there were all these women I got to watch express themselves, but watching the masculine people hold it and be silent and not try to say anything. Yep. Yeah. So yes, we separate and then we come back together and each feminine gets the chance to go in the center of the circle for three minutes. And um, she gets to choose one of the masculines to emote to. Mm -hmm. So by placing someone right directly in front of you to emote to, you can go so much deeper because it's like that you're, you're, you're just like point at them and you're like, it was you. Yeah. Knowing that it wasn't them, but we get to sort of energetically project all of these, this rage and this regret and the shame and all of the sadness that we've had. And then they get to just witness it. They just get to watch and they just get to hold the space and they get to be there and they get to support you through it. And then you get your three minutes and you emote however you want. There are basically no rules to how you can emote. Right. And then you join the sisterhood again and the sisterhood supports you. And then another feminine goes and we just go until all the ladies have 
chosen to go. And, so, and then we come. Yeah. I was just going to say the masculine group, they're just there. The, the, yeah. the participation on their part is just to be there and listen, but the expression mm-hmm. and the voice and whatever one, someone wants to say that's coming from the feminine side, mm-hmm. which that's so powerful because, yeah. you know, well, we already know, you know, so that's, yeah. yeah no, that's- nobody gets this chance. Yeah. We don't get this chance <laughs> exactly. anywhere. I think it is almost more transformative for the masculine group because they get to experience what it feels like to just stand there and and witness it and see, and they get to see all these stories and they get to see all of this rage and they can finally connect with, these are just regular women in front of me. These are just regular women working, you know, regular jobs living in Seattle. And this is the amount of rage that just these women have. Yes. So my co-host, yeah, my co-host Jonathan. Yeah, Yeah, as the oppressed group, yeah. My co-host Jonathan said it changed his relationship with his partner. He like reacts to women differently now and he allows them to have so much more space because he was finally saw what it was like a class to him because we need more men like that who have seen the wrongdoings of men in the past and this country that has been built off of men and made for men like even Mm -hmm. when it comes down to pleasure and sex and income and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff so we need more men like that and that's just that's amazing so cool so january 27th at what's 22nd 22nd, 22nd, this 2023 next month. Yes. Coming up now, coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the location um, called again? In case people want to type in and it's the Haven healing center, H A V N healing center in Seattle. It's right across the street from Gasworks. Like we can see Gasworks while we're in the place. Perfect. Pretty cool. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's on my website. Yeah. Yes, you're coming. You're coming. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I got it. And this is perfect because, you know, Maggie lives in Wallingford. So I can maybe, Maggie, if you're listening to this, can you watch my dog while I go yell at some guys? Thanks. <laughs> I love Beautiful. this. Oh my gosh. So yeah, if you're in if you're in Seattle, Washington, near Seattle, wherever, January 22nd, I'm sure Lona, and I would love to see you there. I mean, it's not my workshop, yeah. but I think, yeah, but I'm, you'll be there. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to be there. That's going to be so fun. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Oh, Lona bear. This was so amazing. Thank you so oh. much. I can't wait to Thank do another. You. Of course. Your first <laughs> podcast recording and you killed it. Yay. I forgot we were recording a podcast half the time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is why I wanted to start this. I been just, you know, starting interviewing friends. It's just, we're having a conversation. Like, yeah. I don't want the rigidity of, you know, cutting things out like that whole, when the zoom thing, I'm leaving all of that in. <laughs> it's just real. And that's what, that's what I want to do. Um, so yeah, find Lona on Instagram, her website, making space for um, infinity. Make space for infinity. Make, make space for infinity. And yeah, okay. check out some of her stuff because she's amazing. She I'm knows so what excited. she's doing. I love you guys. Thank love you. you. <laughs> <laughs>